Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Will Rawson, and welcome to episode one of the Will Rawson podcast series. Let's talk about the coronavirus going on, obviously. You should practice social distancing and not go out unless you need to go out. Wear gloves, mask if you have them. You know, wash your hands. Don't be like those idiots you see on those the videos talking about they're on spring break talking about they don't care if they get the corona. It's not about you, it's about who you might give it to, being considerate for others, or not being an inconsiderate prick. Okay, and also, on Netflix, or if you have the internet, you obviously heard about the Joe Exotic, The Tiger King, which was filmed based off of a crazy eccentric guy in Winnie Wood, Oklahoma that had a bunch of tigers, paid some guy... Well, tried to pay, paid some guy to try to kill his, I guess, his rival, Carol Baskins. But when you watch the video, the series, or the Netflix series, you'll be like, it'll have you going, what the? Laughing it and be like, no way. Then you'll probably be like, I think she might have killed her second husband, fed him to the tigers. That, you know. Interesting. Stupid, funny show. I mean, I would also like to thank all the people that are working, you know, people at convenience stores, grocery stores, fast food restaurants that are, you know, nurses, people, EMTs, firefighters, police, all the essential people that are out there keeping this country going and afloat. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Let's see. In See, we don't have a lot going on in sports right now because obviously it's shut down sports, so. I mean, but the NFL draft is still going to happen. The NBA is thinking about, you know, maybe playing their season at some point. And MLB is thinking about playing every game in Arizona when they get their season started. Now, I think all college sports are done and they're not going to do baseball or softball, which sucks for those Sucks for fans and for the kids that, you know, maybe it was their last time playing. Are going to be going pro last time in college. Sucks for them. But they're also, I think, going to be, most of them will be granted another year of eligibility. I mean, also the NCAA basketball tournaments for both men and women were canceled. So I don't know if they're going to, I don't know if they're giving the basketball players an extra year of eligibility. Because most of their season was over. Was already over when the shutdown happened. I mean, it sucks for the high school kids that won't be getting an extra year of eligibility and won't have a shot at, you know, playing for state, those seniors. That sucks. So why does the month of April suck for many Marine veterans? I mean, it sucks because, like, if you served in Iraq during 2004, especially my unit, many other units, my unit, 3rd Battalion, 7th Marines, 7th Marines, we were hit pretty hard this month. We lost a lot of great, outstanding Marines. I mean, you know, it gets pretty depressing. I mean, like, for many of us, this was the first time we saw one of our own, one of the good guys, you know, a Marine, you know, a fellow Marine, like, die. I mean, I know for me, I remember being Cat Blue and going out when Lima 3 got hit. I mean, on the 8th, it's April 8th, 2004, we went out to a street and somewhere in Husayba, Iraq, and 
several Marines that got hit, you know, pretty bad. And I remember watching our corpsman work on one of the Marine, one Marine in particular. And I remember Sergeant Wilder yelling at us, maintain security. He was Lima 3's platoon sergeant, so that, you know, not to look. Because one, they didn't want to see in, you know, one of our fellow Marines like that. They wanted us. Also, we needed to be focused in case the enemy struck again. I remember our doc punching, punching the Humvee because, and breaking his hand, or fracturing it pretty bad because he knew there was nothing he could do to save him. And that's just, it's a terrible thing. Something that, you know, I wouldn't want anyone that I know to ever see. To my brother and sister Marines that are out there, especially my three seven brothers, just remember you're not alone. And even though we got a social distance, we have this great thing called the internet and stuff like that. So we can still talk and chat. And... Let's talk about D.C. and politics right now with the coronavirus. It's pretty much D.C.'s the same status quo. People are, you know, Democrats are blaming Republicans or Trump or Republicans are blaming Democrats. And basically the same dog and pony show. I mean, there's a little bit of, you know, they come to kind of an agreement, but still, I mean, it's basically the same old status quo in D.C., And that's really it on politics, I mean, as far as that goes. Oh, well, wait, no, wait. Bernie Sanders dropped out of the race. So Joe Biden is a presu presumably will be the nominee, although Bernie could still get votes at the convention, I guess, as could others that were Democrats running. And I guess there's still time for someone else to jump in. I don't know, but right now he looks like the guy for the Democratic Party. And, oh, another thing is, I saw a lot of people posting about, like, you know, some people posted, like, their vote doesn't count because of the Electoral College. Actually, the Electoral College makes your vote count because if you live in, say, state of Oklahoma, which has a smaller population than this, probably the entire city of Los Angeles, if we did the popular vote only and not, like, Electoral vote, well, your vote wouldn't count because the city of Los Angeles would essentially X you out. Same thing for smaller states. Their votes wouldn't count. Smaller states wouldn't count because larger cities and larger states would, you know, so your vote actually counts. And then I guess there's a lot going on with the Navy captain on the, one sh on the ship. That was relieved, I guess he was relieved of his command because he raised the alarm about the coronavirus. But, I mean, there's lots of different accounts, but I think the Secretary of the Navy's reason for relieving him was, I guess the captain didn't follow his chain of command. Which I understand that, you know, or why he, maybe he felt his immediate chain of command wasn't doing anything. But that's why in the military we have this thing called request mass, which you can request that up to... I think the Secretary of the Navy, I don't think you can go up to the President, but you can either go up to the Secretary of the Navy or like the, you know, like the Commandant of the Marine Corps, the Commanding General of the Army, the, 
main admiral of the navy or the general of the air force like whoever the head is you can request pretty far far up and i think that was where they were getting at was he just i think sent out an email and it leaked to the press and the military we value opsec operational security and at, you know but also at that high ranking that's where politics and stuff comes into it too And really, I mean, it's kind of all I have really to say right now. I mean, I don't have a whole lot to talk about. This is just my first podcast, and well, oh, well, why I'm doing it is simply, I just kind of did a podcast, we had to do podcasting in one of my communication classes, a communications class, or media studies class in college at Northeastern State University in Tallahassee, Oklahoma. I had a media studies class, it was like an elective, and we had to do podcasting. And I kind of like doing podcasting. I thought it was pretty cool. And I think with this month being, you know, a bad month for me and a lot of my other, you know, fellow Marine brothers and sisters, I thought, why not? I mean, it might, you know, help someone out with PTSD. And, of course, eventually I hope to get other people, you know, on the podcast with me and talk to them about different, you know, experiences or things, you know, or their opinions on other things. I mean, that's really the gist of it. I mean, well, I guess also this year, I mean, one of the most awesome thing ever to happen, I became a dad for the first time to my son on January 16th, 2020, William Joseph Rawson. And also married the love of my life. That was pretty awesome. But that was in 2019. And met her in 2018. Yes. I always said, when you know, you know. And I knew. And well, now we have a handsome, healthy baby boy. So, pretty happy about that. I mean, anytime I'm having a bad day, I can just look at him and his smile, you know. His smile, you know, brightens my day. You know, I would just tell everyone to, I mean, this corona thing, hopefully it'll be over sooner. And, you know, we get a, the government, whoever else, you know, FDA, whoever, or the government, whoever else, you know, is involved gets, you know, we get things rolling, you know, and we can get this thing knocked out and get back to a normal where this coronavirus is basically, it's like the flu. And you get like a f- coronavirus shot. And things get back to normal. I mean. Hopefully that'll happen. But I just. Everyone. Keep on keeping on. And you know. Make sure you practice your social distancing and whatnot. Wash your hands and all that jazz. So that, you know, you don't spread the corona or get it, I guess. And that's really all I have for now. Hopefully my next podcast will be longer and I'll have more stuff to talk about. Instead of just me rambling on. But hey, it's my podcast, so 
I can ramble on. I don't even know if anyone's going to listen to this. Alright. Everyone, stay safe out there. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Will Rawson Podcast, Episode 6. I am Will Rawson, obviously. And I will be talking today about what's going on in the world. Starting with... What started all this rioting and stuff? What started all this rioting was when George Floyd was... Well, he basically he was killed by a Minneapolis police officer because he had his knee on his neck and he suffocated. Basically, yeah, he suffocated to death because the officer and the other officers that were there did not, like, when he was asking for help and whatnot, did not, you know. They didn't help him, and he died unnecessarily for no reason. That's what started the rioting. And there's been talk about the president saying he is going to invoke the Insurrection Act of 1807, which allows the president to use actual federal troops, active duty or reserve troops, for civil unrest. Because most people don't realize there's a difference between National Guard and Reserve. So that's basically what that means. Is you don't even have to use active duty units. It could just be like Marine Corps Reserve, Army Reserve, Air Force or Naval Reserves. I mean, and a lot of people have been talking about that, saying, oh, Civil War, crazy stuff. But this act was used before during the LA riots in 1992 when... Rodney King was, spe- caught, I guess he was chased and finally caught by police or pulled over for speeding on his motorcycle. And then he was, he was like beaten like se- severely by several police officers from the LAPD. So that caused a lot of rioting. I mean, and riots are going all over the place. They've been here in Tulsa. They had to call the National Guard out for that. I mean, I know, like, I know, like, the president put, like, he put, he told a bunch of MP units to be on call, which, for those of you that don't know, military police units, they are trained in riots, and they are trained in, like, law enforcement, like, so they deal with that stuff on a basis, on, like, basis, like, military basis and stuff like that. I mean, the Navy has Master, master of Arms is, like, what their military police force is called. Or policemen are called. The Air Force has security forces. And the Marine Corps has military. Marine Corps and Army have military police. That's not to be confused with federal police that are actually on the military bases that are civilian. But like federal like police. They're not in the military. They're on bases. That's different. And I think the president also had the 82nd like on standby. And honestly I think that. I don't have a problem with that if they're going to be protect, like having active duty troops deploying like even the first marine division to or something like that or 
2nd Marine Division because they're closer to D.C. to protect national and historic, like, you know, sites. Because these most of these people, most people just want to peacefully protest. But you got Antifa and, like, even, like, the few militant elements in Black Lives Matter that are kind of loosely associated with Antifa. That's not the whole movement, just like the protesters. Not everybody is looting and rioting. But those people that do loot and riot would be less likely to loot and riot probably if they saw, you know, people that are like, okay, these guys aren't police or National Guard. They're actual, you know, they're like Marines or 82nd. They might be less likely to, you know, riot or, you know, to vandalize things. Like, they vandalized the World War II monument, the World War I monument. I think in Massachusetts, there's a monument to black soldiers that fought in the Civil War against the Confederacy was vandalized. Yeah, I mean, I think, honestly, I think if you're going to probably enact this, you probably should have enacted it sooner just on the sole purpose of putting those non-military police units, or even them, in guarding and protecting, you know, historical sites and stuff like that. So that way it frees up the police, it frees up law enforcement to handle, like, other things. I mean, this is, like, got crazy. Like, in St. Louis, a retired police chief or captain was killed defending his, like, pawn shop that he worked at or he owned. He was murdered. I mean, a police officer in Vegas was shot by a protester. From behind, uh, a, a guy that owned a barbecue in Louisville, Kentucky, was accidentally shot by police and I believe maybe the National Guard when someone opened fire on him. He was like, I think, in his barbecue joiner outside. I mean, <clears throat> in that political article, or, or, and I guess that's what that political art, article was talking about was the. It's an Insurrection Act of 1807. <clears throat> Mentioning that, they threw in a couple of things, which they didn't mention that some of the unit, any of the units, they were making it sound like basically tanks and artillery were going to be deployed. When, outside of the 82nd, I only know of NP, a couple, several NP units that were told, active duty units that were told to be on standby. And... That's the thing about civilians, like, they don't know the difference. Like, I was watching Fox News the other night, and one of the ladies, Fox 23 News, the local one, not Fox News, the cable one, when the, the Oklahoma National Guard was deployed to 71st and Memorial area, she was calling Humvees tanks. And the seven, she didn't know what a half ton or a seven ton was. She's a civilian. I'll, so, okay, I get it. But calling some a tank, that's... Kind of how you freak people out. And then that article, it talked about, and this is something I can agree with. Well, it talked about how Secretary SecDef, Esper and General Milley, the uh, chairman of Joint Chiefs, are the opposite of their predecessors. Former Secretary of Defense General Madison, chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Dunford, who mostly stayed out of like you know the public eye. Like they and like, you know, like you know, both the General Dunford retired, 
General Mattis resigned because he disagreed with President Trump on pulling troops out of Syria. I mean, and like this article kind of was saying, you know, they put General Milley in charge of restoring order. And I don't think that's really a job for the Secretary of Defense necessarily. I mean, I'm not saying he can't do the job. I'm saying maybe more for the head of Homeland Security. And then they're speaking of Homeland Security, they're talking about, I guess a lot of people, they're like talking about using mil- the military on the border. Well, for border security, and my opinion on that is, well, that's the border of this country. And the Border Patrol is undermanned and needs help. So, I mean, the military, I don't have a big issue with that. They used to do regularly help back, you know, not too long ago, I think. And you could, honestly, you could probably just pay people to, like, or pay, like, send reserve units down there for, like, their drill or their ATs and have them rotate out and do some training down there, helping secure the border. But, you know, I mean, obviously a lot of people are, I understand why people are frustrated, mad about the whole the situation in Minnesota, but looting and destroying buildings isn't going to help. And obviously people, like, are wanting, like, there's, I mean, depending on what they go for, they have to, like, you know, there's different, like, levels of murder and manslaughter. Because if you try someone for something too hard or too high, a jury or a judge might be like, no, that's not what happened. And have to acquit. So, I'm, I mean, I'm not a fan of the Minnesota Attorney General, Keith Ellison, but... He's right now. He's he's like he hasn't charged the other officers yet. He's he's said he wants to review all the evidence to make sure nobody can say, "Oh, this was these guys were railroaded or this was politically motivated." He's doing doing and saying the right things, and people need to realize this isn't going to be a quick, easy trial, instant, bam. He's in the courthouse the next day, bam, death penalty. This is going to be they're going to go to court because you know. They're going to have lawyers. Lawyers are going to get involved. They're going to, you know, appeal stuff. They're going to, you know, they're going to do all that. And, like, the Attorney General is going to, he's going to want to build a solid case, the state AG, and, you know, make sure they get the right charges. And they put these, put the main officer, the main guy that was pictured, you know, make sure that he goes to jail for, as long as they can possibly put him there. Probably not going to get the death penalty, so it's not going to happen. I mean, you might be able to, depend on what they decide to try him with and what the evidence is, might get him, maybe get a life sentence, but like, I think it was like second degree manslaughter and first degree or third degree murder. I mean, I think what are the initial charges? I don't know if they're going to file refile up on but they got to have evidence. I mean, they charge him with something. And they're going to imagine, do their best to put him in jail as long as possible because that's the prosecution prosecution's job anyways. And his attorney's job is to try to get him the least amount of time. We'll see how that works out because I'm sure that trial will be heavily publicized. So cable news networks will probably air it. So we'll be able to see everyone will be able to watch it. And oh, by the way, coronavirus is still a thing. Apparently, 
Brazil's setting records for theirs. People are, I guess some people are still getting it or the same people are getting it from going to the protest. So I don't know. And then India and China are on the brink of getting in like maybe causing World War Three over some bridge or some little mountainous area in between their countries. So just keep an eye on that. Russia is in lib sending fighters to help uh some general former general or something that they're back in Libya. Take defeat the UN approved government there, which you know how they hold a seat on the Security Council and get to veto everything when they're doing shit like that. I don't know. And then in Venezuela, I mean in Iran, are doing their little deal with oil, and we blacklisted the oil companies they used. And those two Green Berets are still former Green Berets are still being held there. And I think they found, I think in Mexico, they found a bunch of people like dismembered bodies in an SUV and seven of them were Mexican police officers that were federal police that were kidnapped and obviously murdered by the cartels because they wouldn't be bought off or whatever or were doing their jobs. So you got that going. And over the weekend, I mean, while this was going on over the weekend, went down to Paris and Blossom, Texas to say goodbye to one of my Marine brothers and celebrate his life with his family, Ben Hargrove. It was a good time seeing all a bunch of Marines I hadn't seen in a while and meeting Ben's family. And it was good times. So that's, you know, I guess so. And that's what I did this weekend. Drink way too much beer and hung out with good people, good company. And sports, I guess baseball is still... I mean, pro baseball is still undecided. I mean, there's still some... I think they're working on the schedule, games, and pay. Because like they're trying, or they're, they're thinking about doing like three, basically no National or American League, but kind of like three divisions or whatever. Like the NL, the AL and NL East would combine, the AL Central and NL Central would combine, and AL West and NL West would combine, and you would only play those teams. There'd be a little bit of traveling, but not a whole lot, with no fans. And I don't know how they would do the playoff format in that. Then the NBA is talking about coming back, but. I think their deal is in playing in Florida, in Disneyland, or Disney World, whichever one's in Florida, forget. I think they're talking about doing either, I don't think they're doing the playoff teams, they're not, I think they're going to do like a 30 teams or 20-something teams, or like, because only the playoffs would be 16 teams. It'd be like 8 in the West, 8 in the East, but they're talking about not doing that. I'm going to play in tournament. Or I think they might even be still talking about trying to do some form of a season. Like play like a couple of games, some more games. Give some other teams a chance to move up and 
jockeying the, you know, the seeding for the playoffs. I'm not really sure. And then I think the NFL, as far as everything goes, plan their plan is to start on time in college football. I'm not sure if they're still talking about only doing like the conference games or what they're doing. And then And then there was talk about thinking the basketball though I think they're they're still working things out. Same thing with baseball. But the difference is basketball, I mean the NBA really could just go straight to the playoffs and do those eight teams that like one through eight right now. And probably go to like if they wanted to make it short, the playoff short, just go to best of five until like the conference finals and the NBA finals. And then go seven. I mean they could do something like that. MLB, like, they're just trying to salvage their season and go to and you know, play as much of it as they can. Which I've seen like fifty games for the NBA for the for pro baseball, I think eighty two and then like hundred and fourteen or something. So I don't know how what they're doing there. And then some guys might not even play because of the, whether the money is bad or or whether it's because of safety concerns or it's like, well, I'm not going to get paid or it's like too short of a season. I don't know. There are a few people that were not fans of doing it. And I think some states, schools eventually started letting, or they've already set guidelines on when student-athletes could come back. And I'd also like to say to all the members of law enforcement, the EMTs and firefighters, first responders, and even the guard that are out there holding the line and, you know, keeping, like, you know, everyone safe. Thank you and stay frosty out there. To the peaceful protesters that are out there exercising their First Amendment right, you know, thank you guys for peacefully protesting and whatnot. But just know it only takes a couple people. Just like look at like not every cop is bad. Not every cop is an idiot like the guy in Minnesota and the others. Other three guys that numb nuts that were with him. So protesters, same thing. You guys got to keep an eye out and, you know, do I mean, I saw play. I think things where people caught some of the rioter guys and held them down and took them to the police. The guys that were looting and stuff like that. I mean, just remember, just like the police, you gotta, you gotta make sure that you can't let those people hijack your your you know your protest. Like Antifa, all they want to do is cause anarchy and destroy stuff because they hate the freedom that we have in America. They go desecrate. World War II monuments and stuff like that, and people that fought against in Civil War, people who fought against you know racism and fascism in the so-called name of fighting against racism and fascism, 
they go do that. And oh, I'd also like to apologize to the guy the other day on 71st that was that had the gas mask and had his AK-47 or 74. I was calling him, I did a Facebook Live when I was going to Dr. Zellner's to try to get my contacts, which I did not get because they were closed. That guy apparently was a good guy. He was out there because he worked, I think, in the area. He was out there handing out water, using milk to help wash people's eyes out. He was just, he had a sign that said, don't let... Don't let war, you know, something like, you know, get in the way of love and peace. Good message. At first, I didn't know what he was doing. That was my bad. I saw my Fox News, they were talking to him. And then, uh, I, I called a cop, one of the TPD guys, they told me the mall was closed and I couldn't walk through there to go to the eye doctor place. Call him a dick, but hey, he could have gave me a ride. Two of what Dr. Zellner's or told me they were closed. He probably, I don't know, he may not have known. I apologize for that too, although I just like to give people a hard time sometimes. Because I can, but no, but seriously, I mean... But I mean, I'm also, I mean, I'm disappointed, you know, as a, as a Marine that's fought, veteran that's fought in Iraq and Afghanistan and been willing to die for, you know, this country's freedom, you know. I could see how a lot of people were, veterans are like, what, this is America I fought for. I mean, that includes like both ends, you know, minority, you know, service members that are like, they see what happened with George Floyd and they're like, and then people, and then, you know, on the same thing, they see the businesses getting destroyed and stuff and. You know, hijacking, I guess, freedom of speech and right to peacefully protest. Another thing on that is, for people that are protesting, they're like, we're just trying to peacefully protest. Once somebody starts breaking and rioting and looting, even if you are peacefully protesting, it's no longer a lawful peaceful protest because they don't, the police don't know who's rioting and stuff. So they, you know, Tell everyone to go home because they're trying to contain damage to property and life, you know. So that's when, you know, that's the thing about, yes, you have a right to exercise, but First Amendment right. But once somebody violates that peaceful assembly, you know, it can be one person that ruins it for everybody, basically. You know, you guys need to, like, disperse and I would say disperse and go home and start tomorrow, but make a note of who those people were, what they looked like kind of what they were wearing that were, you know, not peacefully protesting and get together as a group and be like, if we see these people, we're letting the police know right off the bat, designate someone to kind of be like the person and go, hey, those guys over there, ladies in the corner, they're the people that are looting and vandalizing stuff. We want to peacefully protest and we would not like to not get shot with tear gas or pepper spray. So please keep an eye on them or... Go arrest them or run them off or run them off yourselves if there's more of you. That would be that. And then, like, all the people were asking why people need AR-15s. That's the thing with the Second Amendment. Like, well, why do we need this or that? And everyone's like, certain politicians, well, rioting and looting, why do we need anything 
with 30 rounds, that's your reason. I mean, right there. I mean, with people like Antifa running around who are getting funded and financed by somebody because they're dropping off pallets of bricks places, apparently. That shit ain't cheap. So somebody's funding them. Whether it's a wealthy person that believes in whatever they believe in, or if it's politicians, or it's another foreign government, somebody's paying. Are they doing GoFundMe's rip-off scams? I don't know. Just crazy. I mean, hopefully, you know, we can all calm down and take a breath and work together to make, you know, society a better place. Like my thoughts are, you know, does racism still exist? Absolutely it does. Some people are just going to be racist scumbags. I mean, unfortunately, as a Marine, I was willing, you know, as Marines or, or someone who was a Marine in the military, I defended everyone's right to free speech and to think their opinions, even if I disagree with them. Like, I was not a supporter of Colin Kaepernick's kneeling during the national anthem. But that was his right, and I supported his right to do it. Didn't mean I had to like it. I mean, but do I think we can do... Do I think as a country we've improved on race racism? Yes, I think it's gotten it's gotten better, but do I think we can do better? Yes. We can always do better. We can always do better. I don't ever know if racism is ever going to cease to exist. I mean, probably not just because someone's always going to hate someone because they look just you know whatever. It's always going to be idiots. It's just we got to rise up we got to rise up as a society and be better than those idiots. we got to do better. I mean, I mean, like, like those, of those four cops, they were, like, all different, you know, races. I think there was, a, like, they were a different, they were a mixed you, a melting pot there at the scene. And why none of them... Which I've heard one of them may have tried to check on him, but the other officers, some of the other officers were like, no, I don't know how true that is. Just like I heard there was an EMT there off duty that was trying to check on him and they wouldn't let her. But I could, but the reason why they probably didn't let the off duty EMT check on him or couldn't is probably for legal ramifications. There's probably reasons why she could get sued. It's just because I look at this, I think about when we were visiting Ben's family. Doc Freeman was one of our docs. When Ben got in his accident or got hit, Doc Freeman's family, mom and him, were driving him. They were driving back to base. They came to visit him, which we just came back from deployment. He made him stop, and he realized it was Ben. He was taking care of him. A female police officer told him that he, she needed, he needed to get away, and she couldn't let him help him, or she'd have to arrest him because there's some kind of weird laws about that. And this was our this was our doc, a doc in combat with us Marines. So it's one of his Marines. He took he was he was willing to put his life on the line to take care of you know us in the battlefield, so he wanted to do it back home. So I could see so there are like rules or laws against that where medical professionals can't, you know, if they're off duty can't help. But it's just like to me, it's just like 
all four of those officers thought that was okay, what the one main officer was doing. And that's kind of the problem. Or they didn't have the testicle fortitude to speak up and say, no, hey, man, you're crossing the line. Get up. I mean, on that one. I don't want to beat a dead horse over this. But I was bringing that up. Some things, you know. I mean... And we'll see if more is going to come out. You know, obviously, when they, all those guys are going to lawyer up, they're going to talk, and we're going to get probably recordings. More people, you know, probably already. Some of them might not be shown because they might have been digging for evidence that they don't want to get released yet. I don't know. But, you know, we'll see how things go with that. I hope they all get. Hopefully they all get lots of jail time. And it's not a good time for them there. That's just my opinion on it. Like, I have a lot of friends that are, you know, they're first responders. Whether they're law enforcement or they're EMTs or firefighters. You know, and they're out there in harm's way with this rioting and stuff. I mean, so, and I don't even know, want to say what, I mean, who knows what this is doing to some of the vets, some of the guys out there with PTSD, you know, that see this stuff. The country looking almost like a war zone. Just crazy. And just as Americans in general, we got to do better. Politicians got to work together and stop this whining. It's my way or this way. You disagree with me. You're, you know, this or that. You're a bad person. And just work together for the good of the American people, honestly. President, too. He's got to get, he's got to work with everyone. And, you know, he's got to pull people in there. And maybe lay off the social media and stuff and photo ops and whatnot and just say, hey. We gotta fix this. Here's how we do it. Are here our suggestions, you know. And then say, okay. Someone take notes on suggestions and then be like, We're gonna meet back in a couple of days and tell you how we're gonna do this. If you guys don't figure it out. It's gotta take charge. And you know, that's all I have on that. Hopefully it just doesn't sound like me rambling. And everyone have a good day and stay safe.